where Dave and I plan this year's company holidays. Let's go through the list. Easter, too religious. St. Patrick's Day? Too white. Mother's Day? Way too cisgendered. All of your usual holidays have been canceled this year. But we still have Karl Marx's birthday! Ha <laughs> Need a real reason to party? Find a new job at redballoon.work. Today we're talking about one thing, and we know how much you, our audience, loves it when we talk about this one thing. That is COVID experimental gene therapy injections and their dangerous and deadly effects. The CDC releases its own analysis of the VAERS safety data, and as expected, the jabs are complete poison. However, Dr. Anthony Fauci, who I thought had already rode off into the sunset, says that the jabs are safe and it's COVID that's causing all of the heart and other health problems. Well, I have a CTV reporter, some former Western students, and along with the Ontario Chief Medical Officer, Dr. Moore, who might all through their stories and circumstances disagree. Today is January the 12th. It's my birthday. I turn 39 years old. And what do I want as a gift, you might ask? Well, some more resistance coffee, of course. A copy of Baptist Symbolics, Volume 2 from Founders Ministry by Sam Rinehan. And for Canada to try to be slightly less insane from now on. Just a little. Just for my birthday. I'm Andrew DiBartolo. That's Matt Halleck. Happy birthday. And this is the Liberty Dispatch. Hey there, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you again for joining us on the Liberty Dispatch, broadcasting across enemy lines into the Canadian culture war. As always, we would encourage you to go over to the FLF Network, and that is a great place to get all our content as well as a myriad of different podcasts, flfnetwork.com. You can also get our content on demand on their quite handy app which you can get from the google play or the apple app stores uh, as well so you can just get all our content right on your device and it is quite handy so we would encourage you to go over and check that out also go over to our website at libertycoalitioncanada.com that's libertycoalitioncanada.com Dot com where you can check out all things Liberty Coalition Canada, and we would encourage you to do that. Absolutely, stay in touch with us. And if you would, please leave a donation over on our, our donation page, which is libertycoalitioncanada.com slash donate, or you can scan the QR code just at the bottom of the screen right there. We would appreciate you prayerfully considering leaving us a donation because it helps us fight the battles that we are uh, enduring right now. And there is no shortage of those as we covered just yesterday. And there's more battles looming in the future. So we do appreciate all the support we've gotten already. And we do encourage you to continue to support, especially monthly, which you can easily do over at Liberty Coalition Canada. 
libertycoalition.com/donate. Also, reach out to us directly at info at libertycoalitioncanada.com. That's info at libertycoalitioncanada.com. And we would love to hear from you with any comments, questions, and concerns. For today's show, what uh, what we want to do is we want to encourage you to reach out to us uh, at mailbag at libertycoalitioncanada.com. And the question that uh, that we would ask you that we want you to reach out is it is essentially three years after this COVID era began. And there's a continued push for the injections in concert. Everyone's saying do it. It's safe and effective and and yet it's not. And so the question that uh, that we want you that we want to ask you that we want you to reach out to us is how have you still or how are you if you are still experiencing life being affected by the jabs, whether it's mandates at workplaces, because we know that's still going on. We know that people are still losing jobs and being put on leave because they can't provide proof of injection or at school or even in your family. Is it continue to be a problem in your family and friends for gathering? Let us know. Reach out to us. Tell us a little bit about your story. Mailbag at libertycoalitioncanada.com. Absolutely. Please go ahead and do that. So I mentioned at the top that uh, one of the gifts I would love to receive more of for my birthday is some delicious delicious resistance coffee. Did you know that you can purchase freshly roasted coffee that will also support liberty at the same time? Of course you did. You watch our show, you drink the coffee. Resistance Coffee Company is a Canadian coffee roastery that gives a portion of every sale to organizations fighting for the constitutional freedoms of Canadians. Resistance Coffee is a small batch roastery, which ensures you are never drinking old and stale coffee like you find at grocery stores. Get freshly roasted specialty grade coffee delivered to your door as often as you want it. And enjoy knowing that your money isn't funding the leftist causes you despise. Drink great coffee and support Liberty Coalition Canada all at the same time. And when you use that slash LCC link, you get 10% off of your first purchase. That is mugs, apparel, coffee, all that good stuff. Tell your friends and family, get them drinking some fuel for freedom too. That's resistancecoffee.com slash LCC, 10% off your first purchase. And make sure you keep using that slash LCC even after your first purchase so that they know that we sent you. Today, Matt, it's all about jabs, jabs, jabs. This episode is not going on YouTube. Sorry for all those who liked the program and like to watch it on YouTube. Not until Elon Musk buys YouTube. As soon as Elon Musk buys YouTube, then maybe we'll... But yes, this is all about (laughs) the jabs, the shots, the mandates, the injections, all that stuff. And so in order to set... We really want want to set the mood here. Right, we want to we want to approach this with a serious, sober, almost presidential perspective. So let's let's set the table and hear from well-known, well-respected men of integrity and character, above reproach, standing on principle, and let us set a presidential tone for this episode. Our fellow Americans. Right now, the COVID-19 vaccines are available to millions of Americans. And soon, they will be available to everyone. 
The science is clear. These vaccines will protect you and those you love from this dangerous and deadly disease. They could save your life. So we urge you to get vaccinated when it's available to you. That's the first step to ending the pandemic and moving our country forward. It's up to you. Brought to you by the Uniparty. So, I mean, I wonder where Donald Trump was. It seems there's a former president somewhere that's missing. Yeah, that's interesting. In that equation. Um, So, that Billy Madison clip comes to mind. Everything you've just said, every factual thing, every factual claim they made is garbage. Now, to their credit, that video was released a year ago. Although... I'm sure they would release the exact same video this year and not change any bits of the script. I'm sure they would say the same thing. They are saying the same thing. They're totally saying the same mm-hmm. thing. So this, here you are, safe, right? What, what, still the consistent messaging. These injections are safe. They're effective. Mm-hmm. They will save lives. It's how we bring the severe effects of the pandemic, how we blunt them. It's what's needed. It's the loving, responsible thing to do. This is what we're being told. Now it would be a, a shame if reality and statistics were to put a wrench in those, wouldn't it? Well, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. In reality and statistics and, here. And before we get to those, Andrew, I do just want to say that this is the government turning into the propaganda arm of big pharma and i want to highlight for you mike has done a three-part series with dina deanna mcleod from the covid the canadian covid care alliance about the shots about their and she's a data analyst um specializing in in medical research so she breaks down the efficacy and the safety of the covid boosters she also talks in depth about just what we're going to talk about today which is the risk of myocarditis so if you want i'm going to have all this in the description below so you can check it out if you want more in-depth information we have hours upon hours of presentations from her on this stuff so you can be better informed and we also have a part three that i want to just highlight for you which is just how Things like what we just saw from these three former presidents, just how dangerous, morally dangerous stuff like this is. And she talks um, about big pharma, public health, and the conflict of interests that obtain between those two two groups and how you had institutional capture of government... um, institutions by big pharma and just how that works out in everyday life so i really want you if you have not yet gone and seen that you need to watch it it will definitely supplement everything that we're going to say on this program you know it's impossible to get to everything that we have to on an hour program so we would encourage you to Yes, go and watch those programs, especially because Deanna has such a wonderful way of, you know, laying out all this stuff very logically, very concisely, and very 
easily uh, digestible. So just wanted to highlight that before we get into some of these statistics that you've um, taken a look at, Andrew, and you can walk us through those. Yeah, and the basic thesis that, that Matt's talking about is this, that our elected officials and the various bureaucratic bodies that they create, like Public Health Canada, like the FDA, the CDC, all of these bureaucracies that exist that exist at the behest of the elected officials are designed to protect the population from danger and disaster that would come from whether it's certain foods, certain medication, that's their job, right? You have these, these bureaucracies exist. So for example, that vehicles meet certain safety standards. So the whole point of these, these organizations, these bodies is to protect the population from danger that would come from, in this instance, big pharma. So that's ideally what it's supposed to be like. But the basic thesis is this, all of these organizations are all bought and paid for. Whether it's because in the in the instance of big pharma, whether it's because they happen to own certain patents on both the injections and the virus itself, the sequencing code for coronavirus, whether it's because they benefit financially because of having connection with big pharma and having shares in their corporation, whether it's in the case of Dr. Kieran Moore, he sits upon the Pfizer advisory board for or Scott Lyme Gottlieb. There's Scott right? Gottlieb, right? He was he was. Uh, stories have just come out in the Twitter files how Scott Gottlieb put got put pressure on um, Twitter and Facebook and various social media platforms to remove and suppress uh, content. He's the mm-hmm. former head of the FDA and he does currently right now sit on the Pfizer board. So right. you're, you're seeing this perverse influence between and relationship between public health officials or former public health officials who still carry much of that institutional credibility and they get those cushy jobs in private companies once they leave the public sector and directly linking them to, to big pharma. So those are the conflicts of interest that Deanna talks about. But she also talks about how currently public health officials do not have the same sort of requirements of disclosure of conflicts of interest as as even just your local physician does and Mm -hmm. how that then creates a greater moral hazard and that's kind of how we ended up in this insane loop that we've been in for three years andrew and how these presidents can directly appeal to the the american population to get an experimental gene therapy um which will and has ended up padding the pockets of uh big pharma for the last three years so really really important programs that i we wanted to highlight before we get into this because like i said it will definitely supplement the program today So the CDC has released its own analysis of the VAERS safety data. So we've talked a lot about the VAERS safety data. We've linked to it. We've linked to the numbers. We've linked to the spikes. We've compared just the last year and a half of experimental injections compared to the previous 20 years. Mm -hmm. So the CDC has now released its analysis of the VAERS safety data. 
And this is what we see here. This is from Zero Hedge. Quote, the CDC analysis shows that the number of serious adverse events reported in less than two years for mRNA COVID-19 vaccines is 5.5 times larger than all serious reports for vaccines since 2009. So you're looking at roughly 73,000 just from mRNA injections compared to 13,000, which is all vaccines since 2009, not an annual average, all vaccines since 2009, 13,000, just the last two years of mRNA injections, 73,000. Twice as many mRNA COVID-19 vaccine reports were classified as serious compared to all other vaccines given to adults. This is 11% versus 5.5%. We want to put a few graphs up here that have been put together by Zero Hedge, and it's going to show us in, in, in image form what we're talking about here, total number. And this first graph here is major categories of adverse events reported from the mRNA injection. So you'll see there right at the top, cardiovascular events, it's over 70,000, which is, that's, I mean, I don't, I just, it's, once you, once that number hits like 100, medication should be pulled off the shelf. So we see neurological is next down, very high, thromboembolic, pulmonary, and pulmonary, and then menstrual, you see death. I mean, right, the t 10, over 10,000. I think it's like 12 or 13,000. That's, that's insane for two years. And then we see some other ones there. So the next couple graphs are going to zoom in at some of these areas because I want us to see, again, kind of the more specific categories of the adverse effects here. So we see here the cardiovascular, which is the number one adverse effect that's being reported for the mRNA injections. You see atrial fibrillation there, irregular heartbeat. Now, regular heartbeat, I mean, that for a lot of people, having a regular heartbeat, right, experiencing your, your heart flutters or skipping a beat, more often than not is not so serious. It could be related to stress or sleep deprivation, right? There are things that can contribute to having an irregular heartbeat. But when it's triggered by medication and it, it's lingering, that's a problem. There we see myocarditis. That's Everyone's been talking about that. Cardiac failure, cardiac arrest, pericarditis. These are all very, very serious things. And, and with regard to myocarditis, despite what we're going to see very shortly, the effects of myocarditis could, are, are essentially lifelong. And a lot of people who develop it if they persist in previous life activities, will will suffer greatly and may die within just a few years of developing myocarditis. Um, the next one we want to look at is specifically related to menstrual irregularities. And there's one that's missing off of this graph, which we'll mention, and it's curious, but you'll see heavy bleeding, irregularity, disorder, pain, delayed or infrequent, or no menstruation at all. Something that's not here, which should be included because it has a lot to do with it, would be miscarriages. That's clearly an effect, and we see it play out, but that's that's not here. That's its own separate amount, and we know that that amount is also 
very, very high. When the Pfizer safety data was released, they found that 55% of the women who were pregnant who took the jab experienced a miscarriage. And so this part, part of the, what's scary about this particular number here is that we have no idea what the long-term effects of all of this, we don't know what they are. We don't know if we're going to see a, a an explosion of early onset menopause or infertility. Mm-hmm. We have no idea. But clearly, the two areas that we find that these these injections are affecting are the heart and the ovaries, the ovaries and the menstrual cycle. No. Um, that's a big deal. Yeah, like if you think of just how important the heart is to individuals, if if you, that's how people die most frequently in society is the heart stops working. It is we we use that in a colloquial way, the heart referring to like the core of the human being, and that's because. Not only, you know, spiritually, it's the center in in a biblical understanding of what the heart is, but also just physiologically, biologically, the heart is such an important organ into in the actual health and 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 life of human beings. So it's these are not just tangential injuries; they're affecting the most important parts of human beings and also what are they what is it drastically affecting it's affecting fertility and reproduction and the organs that are necessary for the development of new life and this ought to be absolutely totally concerning to everybody involved and i think uh a friend of the show Dr. Peter McCullough has pointed out that in the case of new vaccines, where there's not a lot of safety data or they're in the trial phase, every death or injury that happens to those who have taken part in the rollout of those various drugs... Every single side effect is attributed to the drug unless proven otherwise. And he has been an advocate that all these adverse side effects, all these deaths that are suddenly happening to people, all these events need to be attributed to the vaccination until otherwise proven. And I'll I'll post a clip in the show notes so you can hear his argument but he 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 says even in trials if somebody dies in a car accident they still will attribute that death to the drug because there's a chance that there there was an incident that happened um they got dizzy there was some sort of side effect of the drug that laid led to the actual accident happening so that's how cautious Drug companies and under normal circumstances were proceeding in these areas. That it's the drug unless proven otherwise. Yet we've so flippantly rolled out these experimental gene therapies and said we're working from the premise that they're safe unless um, proven otherwise. Totally reverses that precedent that has been set. 
um, it totally reverses the, the 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 burden of proof, and that is totally and utterly perverse to its core. And that's not a little thing. That's a total flipping the burden of the proof on its head. So now all these companies have their the liability of rolling drugs out that can be damaging to human beings has been totally removed from them. And now the burden of proof has been put on the individual and taken off these companies who stand to make millions and millions and millions, well, billions of dollars off these drugs. That is what we're dealing with here. And that ought to concern, even if you're big on, on the vaccines, Go for it. You know, all the power to you. You have to understand that that is brings all sorts of moral hazard, right? We can we can maybe disagree on vaccines and their efficacy, but we should all be able to understand that that's a really, really, really bad thing. Mm -hmm. And there's of special focus in all of this VAERS data analyzed by the CDC is how it affects children. And teenagers. Mm. So every one of those instances that we saw, right, irregular bleeding, pericarditis, all of the all of the individual adverse effects are known as signals, right? They're called signals in the VAERS data. So what the CDC found in analyzing the VAERS data is that among children 12 to 17 years old, there were 95 safety, 95 different safety signals or actual adverse effects. Myocarditis, pericarditis, Bell's palsy, genital ulcerations, high blood pressure and heart rate, menstrual irregularities, cardiac valve incompetencies, pulmonary embolism, appendicitis, perforated appendix, chest pain, just to name a few. Remember, 96 of them. In the younger age group, children 5 to 11 years old, there were 66 different safety signals that were found, including, you see a lot of the, lot of the same players here, myocarditis, pericarditis, ventricular dysfunction, cardiac valve incompetencies, chest pain, appendicitis, appendectomies, and menstrual irregularities, to name a few. Now, when you see menstrual irregularities, again, this is girls up to 11 years old. This could be eight, nine-year-old girls, 10-year-old girls with menstrual irregularities, chest pains. How many seven-year-olds should be complaining about chest pains? That's terrifying. My kids are six, eight, and 10. All of these things here, these are not things that you normally experience. These are My kids have been sick. They've been injured by one mm -hmm. son just keeps breaking that one wrist because he <laughs> loves jumping off trampolines. And so he so hates wearing shirts, up. loves jumping off trampolines. <laughs> he wears shorts in the winter. So they've been sick. They've been injured. Yeah. They haven't experienced any of this is yeah. not normal stuff now. Yeah. So here's, here's the CDC data. They're the numbers. It's alarming. No surprise. We've covered it before. We've looked at the various safety data. We, we we've, we've looked at all this before. Now, all of this is rare mild and benign according to dr fauci the former great high priest of the scientist statism although he would religion. go away andrew no He's been i on thought this i exit thought tour right. forever 
Like he, he, he's got to get, he's got to get pulling him out. He's got to get farewell tour shirts made with like all the various uh, news broadcasts he did on his on his yep. farewell tour. I mean, at this well, point, as long it's... as he he still owns patents to the mRNA, like to, to the different vaccines, and he so so, so he's he got to grease the wheels still. He's well, got and work the reality to do. is he still his handlers still need him to you know like that. You have the instances of that performer or that athlete or that one person who you know every time they go out they're just destroying their body and they're killing themselves doing it and it's like ah oh, we got to send him out one more time there's still he's still we still own him <laughs> so let's let's hear from the former great high priest of the scientism state <laughs> the bad guy in the Dallas buyers club <laughs> doctor doctor anthony fauci in a very very rare case some of the mrna vaccines can cause a self-limiting almost invariably benign inflammatory response in the heart, which generally resolves in a very short period of time. It is very, very rare. When you compare that with the negative effects on the heart by myocarditis or pericarditis, which is inflammation of either the heart muscle or the covering of the heart, and heart failure and heart medical problems, Overwhelmingly, COVID itself causes that in a dramatically higher rate than the relatively benign, mild myocarditis that you might have with a vaccine, which is very, very rare. So that little thread of proof is that. So don't, don't, don't be deceived. Don't let your eyes deceive you. Don't be fooled by the graphs and the numbers that we showed you. Don't, don't, don't let that. No, no, no. Listen to him. It's rare. Mm. It's benign. It's not <laughs> serious. And then he'll say, like, if it was, if this so a perfect cover, so, right? A perfect cover. It's COVID. It's so <laughs> slithery because what <laughs> they'll say is, yes, the vaccines can maybe affect the heart, right? But that's. That's not as serious as myocarditis, okay, except when the jabs cause myocarditis, yeah. <laughs> number one. And number two, it's overwhelmingly COVID. Now, here's what he, he won't tell you. It's overwhelmingly COVID. Okay, but the people who, quote unquote, have myocarditis that's been caused by COVID, number one, could it be the fact that ha- after having received multiple injections of the mRNA vaccine and through immune imprinting and other things, it's weakened their immune systems so that they're more susceptible to these other things. Could be that, or it could be this. The fact that they are displaying as having COVID could also be one of the effects of the jab because you're putting, you're introducing the spike protein into your body <laughs> and some of the effects How of are you to differentiate the jab, between, right, because like- some of the effects of the jab appear as covid yeah so what he's saying here (laughs) is a very shady kind of way of getting around the statistical reality that it is the injection and this is is heart damage this is the insane thing of not really having a control group in a what amounts to a gigantic scientific experiment you can't differentiate between these two well enough to to make definitive statements like Fauci's going to make. Um, And the fact of the matter is people 
who, for all intents and purposes, were not having anywhere severe cases of COVID. They went out and they've gotten one or two or three shots. Um, and for those who are healthy with no comorbidities, that is, for all intents and purposes, looking to be more of a risk to individuals in that bracket with with that fall into that category than getting the virus itself. Yet, despite the fact that we knew relatively early on, because you know, I, I've been open, I, I took the vaccinations early on, um, even me taking it early on, by the time I went for my second dose, they said, oh, by the way, this is a possible side effect, myocarditis. Something I didn't hear about, did it right before I was getting my shot, not even before the pre-screening thing. It was the nurse who s sat down. So they've known for a long, long time that this is a side effect and it can be a debilitating side effect, right? Like athletes who get this can no longer play sports at high levels. I've or had, die. I, or, and because <laughs> or there's, die on the field. Because, yeah. because there is a likely chance that they will die on the field. I, I had a, a friend of mine growing up, he was a high level volleyball player, had a chance to make Team Canada. He had this, uh, uh, I think uh, it might've even been myocarditis, had a heart defect that was a regular heartbeat. They literally, he could not pass a medical to play at the uh, at those high levels anymore in sports because there was a chance that if he continued to play, he would die. And what are we seeing? We're seeing Division One athletes. We're seeing um, professional athletes. Damar Hamlin, right, the safety from the the Buffalo Bills. He just collapsed and had a cardiac arrest mid-game after a benign tackle it was not the tackle that led to the the, the cardiac in, in this, um, incident pardon me um, but we're seeing this over and over and over again um, of of high level athletes especially in cardio intensive activities that are either suddenly dying or having cardiac inter injuries that are, you know, leading to severe outcomes, right? The Putting doctors, them in the critical conditions. So, yeah, the yeah. almost 100 Canadian doctors who've died suddenly, when you look at their their hobbies and their practices or while they died, it's they suffered something while swimming, while mm -hmm. hiking, while, while rowing, jogging, yeah. while running, right? These 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 triathletes. And so mm -hmm. so now I don't, I'm not often one to <laughs> quote Dr. Kieran Moore, Ontario's chief medical officer, because I agree with him. In this instance, however, he seems to have a little bit of a different medical opinion than Dr. Fauci. Now, this isn't a battle of authorities. This isn't a, my doctor's better than your doctor, because both of these doctors um, should be removed from any public <laughs> yeah. medical office whatsoever. But you'll see, here you have... Dr. Fauci saying it's rare, it's mild, it never mm. happens. Let's see what Dr. Moore I mean, he's, 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 he's already perjured himself before Congress yes. when it comes to gain of function. He's just all in, right? He's the biggest corruptocrat ever. I guess Kieran Moore still has a little bit of pangs of conscience um, in just, you know, going as hard as Dr. Fauci. No, I, think, I think what it is, I'll tell you what I think it is. I think okay. it's that at that level, it basically everyone... 
everyone is 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 living with a wet finger in the air polling what the public is saying and so if public opinion is such that you know there was a poll recently that came out a global news poll where they basically found a high percentage of people said i i have and this is people who'd already received the shot saying we're not interested in anymore mm-hmm. and so i think what's happening here is that people are the various political parties in our country they're only driven by polls Mm. And they're driven by public opinion because they want to win. They're not principled. All yeah. they care about is winning. So yeah. I think what we're seeing is what's the public saying? And what the public mm. is saying right now is you can't force me to get a third, fourth, fifth yeah. of the shot. And in, I don't in want the context to. And that's of, why we're seeing the change. In the context of the province of Ontario, you have a conservative government that has to look ostensibly a little bit conservative. So I'm sure there's some pressure there. Kieran Moore isn't on his farewell tour, right? He's not riding off into the sunset after being one of the most corrupt uh, <laughs> public health officials of all time. Yeah, he, you left, know, he left Kingston. He left my city, yeah. and he, he went from making Kingston a horrible COVID <laughs> place to Ontario. But but nevertheless, he's, he's asked about this same say. thing. Let's mm-hmm. see what he has to say. Transmit the virus. So if you have a question and, and it's not clear to you, uh, please consider uh, speaking to your nurse practitioner, your healthcare provider, uh, to, to get any further clarity. But 60% is better than nothing, so why not just recommend it to everybody instead of saying it's a personal decision? Because at present we're doing a risk-based approach. What's the risk? The we risk, uh, there's the always a risk to uh, to having any therapeutic versus a benefit. You want to make sure there's a very Notice strong he calls benefit it a therapeutic uh, versus too. a risk. The, right. For an 18-year-old healthy the individual, numbers. the risk to getting hospitalized, hospitalized if we have no underlying medical illness uh, is very, very low. We know yes. there is a risk, a very small risk, one in 5,000 uh-huh. that may get myocarditis, oh. for example. Oh. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you'd have to have that discussion on the risk-benefit of a complication from the vaccine versus a benefit of decreased hospitalization for a young healthy person and there you have it so he admits that like those are significant numbers one in five thousand if you're if you're 18 to so basically if you're 18 to 35 mm-hmm. you're not going to go to the hospital yeah. if you get covid yes it's not going to happen yeah you, you'll be fine okay mm-hmm. but one in five thousand now he'll say oh very very low okay how that's way higher than people, covid though how many people <laughs> between the ages of 18 and 35 have received multiple jabs. Now, if you extrapolate that out, even if we're saying tens of thousands of Canadian young men mm-hmm. will develop myocarditis, that's not very low. That's mm-hmm. a lot. That's tens. That's tens of thousands of men who can't play sports anymore, who can't engage in hard, heavy activities, who mm-hmm. might be dying in the next year or so from heart damage because yeah. of this. Yeah, who have permanent heart damage for all intents and purposes. It's not not benign. It's not rare. Even though he'll want to say, oh, it's very, very small, very, very, very small. It's one of – but no – but that number doesn't lie. That number is a big number. Yeah, so, and and it's the the thing is like if you have this natural occurring virus, if you get it and then you have complications that come from it, well, you know, in God's providence, that's something that happened. You 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 got sick, and you've had long term effects of that. But in this case, you're taking an experimental gene therapy that's re that's creating. This mRNA spike uh, through this mRNA technology, the spike protein that's cytotoxic, it's really bad for you. That's leading to this happening to you when 
for all intents and purposes, a lot of these people we're talking about were not at risk of serious outcome of COVID. And they were getting this for the idea that these COVID vaccines were going to stop transmission, which apparently, to this is a Pfizer executive, they didn't even test legitimately that it actually stops transmission. And also... We know now it does not stand to stop trans transmission. So why are these people getting these vaccines? There is no reason outside of dollar dollar bills. No, and then absolutely. when when we and peel control. back, yeah. there's a little bit of little yes. bit of control over yeah. the people and, and, and fear and making them yes, telling absolutely. them no, it's very 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 bad. Okay, now, now that's also another reason why you have to watch the Deanna McLeod episode that Mike did part three because he talks about um, vaccines are different than normal drugs when you're uh, advertising them to the public because the vaccine is not it's a preventative measure it's you're not getting cough syrup because you've got a cold and you're trying to get better from an illness a virus whatever that you already have it's it's essentially marketing the fear of getting something you do not have. So she also talks about the perverse incentive for vaccine companies to market fear continually and to always put the worst case scenario before people in order to get their vaccinations more widely um, received by the public. So Again, another plug for that episode, you're going to want to watch it. It's very important stuff. But again, there's all these moral hazards that are going into these. And again, our public health officials have always diminished the risk of of the vaccination, uh, of the, the experimental gene therapy, while always talking up the actual risk of COVID and that's a serious, serious problem that these people need to be held to account for. Um, and that's why we need to continue to do deep dives, although I'm sure some of you are so sick of COVID at this point that you don't even want well, to listen to the episode. It's it very important still. It continues to do damage to real people. And that's that's, yes. the, that's the last part of our episode here. Real people being damaged by this. And it, it seems so, so obvious. So this... Mm -hmm. You know, we're talking about the jabs and the mandates and the effect and the safety data. We wanted to cover something that this kind of skated under our radar. And it's not because we didn't see it. Sorry, it's not because we saw it and we don't want to cover it or we forgot. Mm -hmm. But this stuff was really just brought to my attention just within the last week. And thank you to listeners. Thank you. Because that's a really important. That's why we ask you guys to reach out to us, to comment, because maybe you're seeing something that we're not. So we really appreciate the listener who brought this to our attention because mm -hmm. it does add a lot of context on a story that we covered over and over again, Andrew. So, so uh, what, what, dropped, what, what yeah. dropped? Western dropped their jab mandates on November 29th. We covered this, right? We celebrated it. We got some heat because apparently we showed a clip of Glinda the Good Witch and just we want to confirm we do not we do not believe that you should engage with quote unquote good witches. We 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 do not support witchcraft and sorcery, just so we're we're clear and we we cross all those bridges. On the 29th of November, 2022, Western dropped their jab mandate. And their their reason for it was 
the most up-to-date science, consulting the science, medical professionals, blah, blah, blah. But could there have been another reason? Well, maybe, maybe. So this is what we've come to find out, that a number of Western students, shortly before they dropped their mandate, died suddenly. And it's the circumstances around their deaths that are curious. So uh, first, Spencer Harrison Kurt Cornelius, he passed away unexpectedly at the age of 20 in mid to late October. I think October 16th was when he passed away, 2022. At his actual, so the website from the the, the funeral, the chapel that, that held the service for him, says he enjoyed sports, especially hockey, and spent many hours on the rink. Spencer also enjoyed swimming, shooting hoops, playing badminton, and working out at the reg at the gym regularly. Twenty year old guy, he had to have been jabbed to go to Western, engaging in heart heavy physical activities. Die suddenly a month before they pulled their mandate. There was another instance of this as well. Megan Thacker, she apparently has a fairly large following on TikTok, almost a million subscribers. She died suddenly and unexpectedly on November 24th, 2022, in the early morning hours. Now, Megan Thacker suffered from an anxiety-induced heart attack just four months before her unexpected death, and she talks about that. So she dies unexpectedly, heart-related stuff, 21 years old. So here I have two Western students who die unexpectedly. Mm -hmm. There's heart-related stuff, heart-heavy activities. They die. They had to have the jab to go to Western. And then within a month of both of these two things, Western decides that they drop their mandate. Now, mm -hmm. we don't know exactly what they were thinking. We don't know what legal no. issues were pending. We don't. But all we know is that smells rotten. Yeah, that smells and rotten. Hearts and go out to, to these families because yeah. this this is again tragic stuff. Like the reason we're covering this is not to stick our fingers into your nose, say neener neener neener. We told you so. Uh, we're better. We're holier than thou. You know. Um, I feel for these people. Uh, like I said, I early on got the vaccine. You know, um, when I see things like this happen, I do worry. For family and friends, you know, even for myself, though I'm long past when generally a lot of this stuff happens, you know, I am worried about the long term ramifications and, you know, should I have done more research? All these things come to my mind when I'm thinking of events like this and we're seeing, you know, just a myriad of and myriad of of abnormal things happen concerning the heart of very healthy young individuals. Um, now, it, they said it was an anxiety-induced heart incident. Well, she suffered that four months before. Yeah. So this was something she already experienced. Now, it could very well be that anxiety either was the cause or that anxiety puts stressors on the heart, like I, like I said earlier, can mm -hmm. cause heart murmurs. Yeah. But if your heart has been damaged or if the muscles around your heart have been damaged, exactly. that increased anxiety mm -hmm. puts straining on the heart where you normally wouldn't have a heart attack. But even still, what 21-year-old has any anxiety-related heart attack? 
no like, exactly this, so 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 even bizarre world i got we live in this mad bizarro world yeah where we're now being taught we're being told that kids having heart attacks is normal Mm-hmm. The kids having strokes is yeah. normal. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't you – don't be jammed by that. Don't mm. you buy that lie. It is not normal that kids should have heart attacks and that they sh- – even me. I'm 39 years old today. It is not normal for me to have a heart attack. If yeah. I have a heart attack, something's wrong. And you've and eaten a lot of meatballs and red sauce. And, right. You know. <laughs> it is not normal for a 39-year-old to have a yeah. heart attack. That is not mm. normal. Even if yeah. you're terribly unhealthy, which I'm not, it's not normal. No, exactly. For kids 20 and under to have heart attacks and strokes, no, 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 no. Something is very, very wrong. And we, we covered we covered that with um, the unclassified deaths when we we're looking at some of those statistics across Canada. Sure, and we, we granted, sure, there are unknown causes of death. That happens frequently. But let's look at the rate that it happens. Oh, well, it, it's, it's now happening at an exorbitant rate. We're talking about 100 times, twice. You know, like when we were looking at those numbers, they were way, 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 way bigger. So while we grant that these things happen, the rate in which they're happening is astronomically higher and we have to, like, I think I, Peter McCullough hit the, hit the nail on the head. It has, the burden of proof has to be put on these uh, farm, big pharma, all these industries, the governments that help them escape liability and roll these things out. The burden of proof has to be placed on them and not the individual. Because if it is that case, then they're going to escape all liability. They're going to escape all accountability. And we're never really going to get to the bottom of what's happening here. And that's the real danger of, you know, just, again, that logic that, well, we know we've been told the vaccines are are safe and effective. Therefore, any complications that happen after the vaccines cannot possibly be from the vaccines. Or if they do, they're very, very rare. And it's probably something else that's doing it. It's like there's a huge moral hazard in that type of logic that we just want to point out again. And over and over again, these tragic incidents, you know, I do absolutely want to highlight the fact that we're not doing a neener, neener, neener situation. You know, in the last story that we're going to cover, Andrew, I wept for the lady who, you know, it's it's difficult. You know, see, when people saw what happened to Damar Hamlin when he's collapsing on the field... Everybody was shocked. All the teams gathered around and prayed. It, it caused an ESPN anchor, Dan Orlovsky, to pray on air for DeMar Hamlin. It has caused so much support for uh, these, uh, for DeMar and people like this. And it's heartfelt support. You know, this isn't a we got you, we told you so moment, but we need to highlight these things and and, and shine a light on what's continuing to go on, lest it just be swept under the rug. And that's why we want to highlight these things. Now, before we get into this last story, though, we need to take a moment and tell you about our friends over at Rocklink Investment Partners. The team at Rocklink doesn't invest your money to satisfy a woke ESG goal 
or fall in line with the World Economic Forum. They invest in great businesses that will protect and grow your wealth the old-fashioned way. Get out of the mainstream money and give the freedom lovers at Rocklink a call at 905-631-5462 or send them an email, info at rocklink.com. That's info at rocklink.com. Now, everything we've been talking about so far in this episode, the VAERS data being released, the former presidents a year ago saying it's safe, it's how we get out of this, love your neighbor, the VAERS data. And by the way, those videos of Dr. Fauci and Dr. Moore, those are recent, like those are very mm-hmm. recent videos. So Dr. Fauci saying, no, 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 it's safe. Any problems, it's not the jab, right? It's certainly not the jab. And here you have Dr. Moore who says, yeah, it's rare, you know, it's, it's rare, but yeah, you see some effects from the jab. And here we have these Western students that, again, we don't know. All we know is they had three shots. They were 20 years old. They either had heart condition or heart-heavy activity and then died suddenly and unexpectedly, which would have otherwise been – not. we would have seen this, right? This is not normal. This is not the standard case. And so here we go. Now this – I mean, I'm sure at this point everyone has seen or heard about this. But if you haven't, we want to play a clip from a segment, a CTV reporter in Edmonton. And we're gonna discuss this and the circumstances surrounding it to close off our show today. Has come just a week before the third anniversary. Well, people we spoke with say they were happy that something is being done, but this is something that they've been asking for since day one. So for them, this is about a thousand days too late. Now, Nairman, I, Looking at uh, after the, the, the day, families are pushing feds to pushing the feds to. Sorry, Airman, I'm <laughs> I'm I'm not feeling very well right now, and I'm about to. Okay, we'll come back to me right now, and we'll make sure that Jessica, you are doing okay. Thank you. We will make sure that Jessica is okay. So, and we will give you guys an update a little bit later to make sure that she is doing all right. She is not alone. She is with us. Now, man, I still hate watching that. I so just hate what, you know what, 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 so that's what, what's really, so that's, that's pretty awful stuff. Mm-hmm. But to me, what's just as awful is that anchor saying nothing to see here, folks. I'm sure she's going to be fine. She's she's around people who are going to care for her. We'll make sure she's fine. Don't worry. Everything's fine. And what did she say? We'll give you an update, right? Well, don't worry. We'll make sure to bring you information. So they did bring us information. So this is taken from CTV Edmonton's Twitter page. And this apparently is a message from that correspondent, Jessica Robb. She's thankful for the prayers and the kind messages, and there. But there are all these baseless theories, harassment and hatred. I mean, I don't, I don't know what that means, harassment and hatred. I'm sure there are people who are not very nice and kind, but yeah. I'd be curious to see how she defines that. Mm-hmm. So here, which if that about, was the case, shame on on those people. Of course, you know, if you it was legitimate, be yeah. On. yeah. If it's legitimate, yeah. So there are all these false theories. Um, so I want to, two things here. I'll, I'll get to the, the, the first one second and the second one first. So here's what she says. Tell me if this sounds familiar. I'm not going to, I, I, it, it definitely wasn't a jab. 
Right? That's what she says. Because we know the, the jab is safe yeah. and effective. Right, it's not, that. <laughs> it's so, not so that. So she'll saying there's no cause for concern. I, I know my medical background. There's a reasonable explanation. Just it's not the it's not the jab. Right? <laughs> and that's that's what Fauci said, isn't it? He's like, listen, the heart the, the, all these problems in the heart, the heart's exploding, the myocarditis is causing the problems. But here's what we know it's not the heart. Sorry, it's not the jab. That's right. So same thing. It's not the jab. What's she saying? It's not the jab. Now, I mean, why, why would you, why would you even have to say that? Like, why emphasize that? Clearly, I mean, was that her doing? Was she probably told by HR and PR? Listen, you got to make sure you say it's not the jab, right? So you can say whatever you want, but at the end of the day, you have to say it certainly wasn't the jab that did this. That's the first thing that's curious. The second thing is this, just quickly. While I will not share private medical information publicly, there's no reason to be concerned. So she she doesn't have to share her private medical information publicly, right? I don't have to. That's none of your business. Yeah. It's private. Yeah, that's Unless, creepy. Course, who, Matt, who, would, who would ask yeah. for anybody to do that? Right. That's creepy and weird. Unless, of I course, it. I wanted to have a hamburger or get on a bus. Or go to then a movie. Then I need to disclose or... my private medical information. Yeah. So that's ridiculous. It's not right. Yeah, but I bet you a year ago she was saying uh, jab mandates. Then she was saying it was right. Mm -hmm. But now her and everyone else is saying it's not right. Now, uh, so I asked the question, why the emphasis about – I can tell you for sure it wasn't the it wasn't the jab. It wasn't the shot. It, it, right? We have another slide we want to put up here. Which, which we, we have to question. Like she's speaking demonstratively about, mm -hmm. well, of course, like these are false theories. It cannot possibly be that. And I don't like, again, I don't think you can be so assertive in that. Right. And, and, and be truthful and honest. I mean, there's no way they could have done ruling out all the diagnostic, uh, you know, possible causes of what took place with her um, in that short of a frame, a time frame. There's, it's absolutely impossible. So mm -hmm. for her to speak demonstrably like that, you, you know, Listen, I think she should be more case, conscious. It's, it's probably the case that that was sent to her for editing and proofreading mm -hmm. someone someone else wrote that up that's that's how yeah. it works people yeah. no one makes their own statements these statements are crafted by well, people who are paid I mean, to craft it, it, public it quite often works that way for sure yeah. i don't we can't speak again we authoritatively can't we, for on sure that, but, but the reality yeah. is i i guarantee that they that ctv has a stock response or has people that they pay to craft the statements released by their people in case something happens. They have a whole, they had t dozens of templates just ready to go. So mm -hmm. it's not the jab, it's not the jab, I can tell you for sure. Now, mm -hmm. the next the next series of images we want to show you are, so people naturally start trying to go to her, her, her Twitter and social media, and mm -hmm. what they find is that her Twitter page is now protected or private so you can't actually it's locked, now yeah. it's locked you can't actually scroll through her social media so <laughs> why not i mean why why i mean so some would say yeah because we don't want people you know leaving hateful messages or responding and we don't want them harassing her with false claims and baseless conspiracy theories yeah so some might say that sure uh but 
but it's again it's curious that she the, the we got it it's not the jab it's not the jab she'll be fine everything's okay but we see that her twitter is is blocked it's private here <laughs> and so we want to pull that up because there's that and and one of the reasons that that might be the case or or maybe could it be because of what people might find on her social media or what mm-hmm. they might find in terms of tweets that she's posted before yeah so here's a couple images that have come out uh, pertaining to uh, jessica rob the reporter in question so here you can see on the left her tweets are protected you can't see them okay sure so could could it be maybe that what what you don't want to see is that not only has she had three shots, but she still tested positive for, for, for COVID, which, I mean, my understanding was they're supposed to be safe and effective. So you have your three shots and then, oh, look, you... So that middle image is is an archived mm-hmm. one that someone pulled. You can't see that now. So may, maybe you're not supposed to see that now. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's why. Maybe that's... You're not supposed to see that she's which, had three shots. Which is a news anchor. I, I would hope you would, uh, you know, want to be transparent about exactly what mm-hmm. happened. Um, but apparently that's that's not the case. Um, and so, then on the right, we have her bio from CTV mm-hmm. Edmonton. And again, to, uh, this we're not saying definitively it is what it is. But all we're saying is, and that's been the whole point of this episode, track the consistencies, look at the signs, look at the things that are similar. We know that the jabs are connected to heart issues. We know that those who are otherwise young and healthy who develop heart issues from the jab, we see that it's dangerous. We know we see the connections to this unexpected issue. We know what activities people can be involved in that are exacerbated by the heart being damaged by the jab. And what do we see here for Jessica Robb outside of work? She's an avid runner and a longtime soccer player. Two things that we have seen other people collapse and die suddenly while engaged in these activities, not to mention people running, whether it's soccer players or football players or various, various athletes across different sports collapsing. So again, we're not what we're saying. We are not saying definitively because we can't know for a fact. We can't mm-hmm. know what caused what and what led to what. But what we can say is that story right there, it's a pattern. And we've seen that story over and over again. Yeah. We've seen that the VAERS data tells that story. The Western students tell that story. The athletes tell mm-hmm. that story. The otherwise healthy 100 Canadian doctors tell that story. And so that's what it looks like. What it looks like is you have someone who's taken three, maybe four shots, who still mm-hmm. contracts COVID, who is engaged in activities that put strain on the heart. Mm-hmm. And here she is now delivering the news. And sure, maybe she was nervous. Maybe she was anxious. Well, that's what they say. Put a strain on the heart, well, right? But Those things also but even, affect the But even heart. then, Andrew, it's hard to believe she's been doing this since t- 2019. So mm-hmm. it's not like it's her first broadcast, right? Um it, she wasn't in public like yeah it's that that explanation is a little hard to to take but again you know those Even things still, it doesn't matter because that will increase yeah. that will put strain on the heart anxiety yeah. stress all these things will put a strain on the heart so we're just mm-hmm. the, the whole point of this episode is to, is 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 to highlight that 
we, we see now, even the CDC has to analyze the data and it shows that these jabs harm people in record numbers. And yeah. it really, really focuses on heart. For some reason, the spike protein migrates over to the muscle tissue around the heart. It damages the heart. <laughs> We're seeing the effect of that in countless young people who are otherwise healthy and wouldn't mm -hmm. have to worry about COVID that we see the numbers, we see Dr. Moore talking about the instances, it's affecting people. And yet, and this is the craziness, the push is still strong yep. for your third, fourth and fifth shot. Yeah. It's still the case that people are being let go from workplaces if they don't get these shots. Mm -hmm. It's still the case that you, you cannot travel to the United States yeah. between now and April 10th without yeah. proof. It is exactly. It's obscene. Yeah, no, and, and that's the thing. Everybody has to admit these shots were not as advertised, right? Like, we're, we can be honest with each other. We can, you can be a quadruple vaccinated person. You have to admit, just in the fact that you're quadruple vaccinated, that these do not work as they were originally advertised, okay? Right. They don't stop transmission. They are far more dangerous than we were first led to believe. The, the rate of adverse events is far greater than any other vaccine that was rolled out in this way in human history. Um, the, the, the length of efficacy, um, Borla from Pfizer just came out and said, oh, these shots don't look like they're that effective for that long. But that's not what they were saying originally, right? But almost unanimously, so many of these public health officials have not really changed their tune. Our prime minister hasn't changed what his playbook is uh, when it comes to talking about these vaccinations. A lot of the, the, the narrative that is coming out from mainstream media, from government officials, remains the same, despite the evident and obvious fact that these experimental gene therapies are not as advertised. And the thing, Andrew, you know, looking at, um, now you can't really see it all that well, but I want to pull it up again. Um, if you just read the, the tweet from Jessica Robb, Look at what it says. Consider this my official out of the physical office. Feeling very lucky to be vaxxed three times and that I started isolating as soon as symptoms started. More than anything, th this is the neurosis that our government officials and public health officials have created in people. It's the personal defeat I'm feeling after... I don't know exactly what it goes on to say, but one could say after contracting the virus, right? So this is a person that we can understand has done everything she was told from the start of the pandemic. She's lockstep with everything our government officials have told her. Yet she contracts the virus anyway after being trice fat. And she feels personally shamed and responsible for getting the disease as though she's done something morally wrong. That is the crazy part of this whole situation, Andrew, is the burden of proof. The onus has fallen on individuals. 
and it, it and big pharma these huge companies government they're just wiping their hands clean of of the responsibility of all of this and that's the shameful and they're, part they're of it. wiping their hands clean with thousand dollar bills yes that's and that's the shameful part of it it really really is and and you know uh, obviously jessica you know we can see her pronouns in her bio we can see that she's gone along with everything she's been told from the start from you know the COVID stand, we probably have some real ideological differences than her, but our heart does go out to her. And Jessica, you're probably never going to watch this, but if you do, we do feel bad for you. We 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 pray for a speedy recover recovery for you, um, and we do hope all is well, uh, not only with you currently but into the future. Um, but this is some serious serious stuff and. It needs to be talked about. And the fact of the matter is, it's not going to be talked about, not in the way that we've done, not in a frank and open, honest conversation. And I can't even put this episode on YouTube, right? We can't even have this conversation on one of the, on the biggest online platform for broadcasting because of the nature of, of the conversation in COVID, which we know now has been manipulated by government officials, many who sit on the board of big pharma companies. And that's the, the state of affairs. It's, it's insane that we are here where we are. And it's insane that public health and big pharma shot themselves in the head in the way that they did when it comes to their credibility. But it's 2023. Here's where we are. I just pray that many like Jessica Robb will wake up and see that something's going on, that this isn't innocent and benign. And, you know, we need to hold the people who were involved in you know, pushing all this uh, experimental jabs, you know, trying to chase a pandemic with a brand new technology that was never before patented. And, you know, we have to hold these people to account and we have to hold them to account for what is obvious, like just at the bare minimum, like I said, false advertising. These vaccines are not as advertised yet our government turned themselves into the marketing agency for big pharma. That is a serious issue. And that's why we thought we needed to highlight this, these happenings on the program today and dedicate a whole program to it because I know we're all sick of it, but it's still so important. This is the biggest, most important stories of our age. And we cannot let, you know, mainstream media, YouTube, other outlets, and our government just bury this under the rug. And that's that's why we thought it was necessary to cover what we covered today on the program. Yeah, we will continue to bring you the information that you might not be finding in other places. We will continue to shine a light into some pretty dark and sludgy places. And we'll continue to try to be a voice of reason and objectivity. Yeah, we have our biases, of course, but... <laughs> We're still going to be honest about that and still try to cover and discuss things truthfully. Again, we're not scientists. We're not making definitive conclusions. What we're saying is use your brain, mm -hmm. see patterns, recognize things, dig through information, do your own research, and you can, you can always count on us here at <laughs> Liberty Dispatch to help you with that, 
and to mm-hmm. be sure to polish our tinfoil crowns encrusted with many a beautiful jewel. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can you can always find you can always find that here, and we will uh, we will be here for you for that. Absolutely, man. And um, if if you do find benefit in our programming, if if it does help you and you, you do appreciate it, we would just ask that you would preferably consider leaving a donation for us uh, going over to our website and doing that because um we can we have to continue to grow we have to continue to fight these fights we we need to continue to bring you this information bring you podcasts like mike did with deanna mcleod because so much of this information is just getting out bit by bit through the institutions like ours that have enough cojones to even tackle the issue. And frankly, there's not many outside of us within Canada that are willing to tackle it because, uh, you know, even outlets like True North and um, even Rebel Media, they have not covered the vaccines and the side effects of them in the the depth that we have they have not had the programs that we've had with uh dr robert malone dr peter mccullough we've had in-depth conversations about covid about these uh these jabs and we know that you'll be benefited from them so if you want to help us continue to get this information out continue just you know advocate for individuals in our society who might be harmed by these vaccinations who you know went along with it took the vaccinations and and are experiencing adverse uh, reactions to them we need your help to continue to build and fight and push back against the crazy leftism in our in our society so we would encourage you like i said go over to our page libertycoalitioncanada.com slash donate scan the qr code at the bottom of the screen whatever you find easiest we would suggest you go over there um and we would we would say that we would really appreciate it if you do and we thank all those who have um you know they've really done a masterful job in you know, helping us to this point. And we're so thankful for all the support. But until next time, everybody, Galatians 5-1. Thanks for tuning in to Liberty Dispatch, a united front to restore liberty and justice in Canada. Please subscribe to our podcast and Rumble channel, as well as visit our website at www.libertycoalitioncanada.com.